ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome in to the Tuesday, January 31st edition. The Drive is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. The text line is open. 304-396-TALK. We are taking your text. 304-396-8255. This is sort of almost the precursor to a lot of things happening this week because tomorrow we're going to hear from Coach Huff. Signing days tomorrow. We're going to find out a little bit more about the incoming members of the Thundering Herd squad. So we'll get that tomorrow. We'll have that presser for you. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be over at Marshall tomorrow. So I'm heading over tomorrow so we can get the presser, and then uh, we'll do that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring you any uh, player interviews uh, right away because that's still that'll be going on still while I'm going to be on the air. But I will have Coach Huff and his comments, so I'm looking forward to that event that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, we've got basketball coming up later this week. I was over at Marshall today talking to Coach Tony Kemper. The women are on a three-game winning streak. We're going to hear his presser in a little bit. We'll also hear from uh, one of the standouts from the last game, Samantha LaFon. She had a career-high nine points, and I think she also had seven rebounds. So get a chance to talk to her. I, I really enjoyed conversation with her earlier today so that's what we've got coming up for you but football is going to be definitely the big thing tomorrow I know that uh, you're all excited I'm a little different I'm wired different it's not that I'm not excited for all these newcomers coming in but with the transfer portal they come in they leave kids that are going to be here tomorrow might not be here the following year It's just because everything's so fluid now with these kids, and that's fine. These kids have an opportunity to go out, and if they don't like their situation, they're not stuck. I know years ago that was sort of billed as, you know, it builds character. You you, you stick it out, and you work your way. Well, that doesn't work today. And, of course, the dark side of this, it doesn't get talked about enough, is with all these kids getting into the – transfer portal not all of them are going to find opportunities it's almost better that you do stick it out because if you get into the transfer portal unless you are high profile unless you are one of the top players you're not going to necessarily find a better situation you might but That's why I don't get as excited because, again, it's not that I'm not excited for these kids to come in, be a part of the team, live out a dream, get to play Division I football. It's not that. It's just that how many of these kids are going to be around? Now, with that said, hopefully Marshall's done a real good job identifying players that are going to be committed to playing with the Thundering Herd and be excited and be part of the team for – the entire career that's available to them, their their entire eligibility, that would be fantastic. I would love to see that. I, I do. Uh, years ago, we talk about uh, 
Tom Herrian bringing in prop players. And I always felt that it was better to bring players in and develop them, and then they are committed to the university, and you've you've nurtured them, and they've played with you for four years. I always thought that was better, but now it's definitely a mix because you get preferred walk-ons, you get kids that are, want to walk on, get that opportunity later. You have players that are transferring in because they didn't like the opportunity before them at their previous institution. You have players that were recruited and came in because they fell in love with Marshall, or let's be honest, it's the coaching staff and the relationships. Not necessarily are these kids coming in because of Marshall. Now, a lot of them will stay because of Marshall, and some will come in because, oh, it's Marshall. I want to play for Marshall. I like what's happening at Marshall. But it's relationship building that Coach Huff and his staff are doing and making sure that they are building these relationships. Sometimes you go play for a school because of the school, the prestige of the school, and other times you go play for a coach. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of it. Coaching, recruiting goes hand in hand. You have to be good at both. And if you're not good at one, you better find someone who makes up that deficiency. If you're a great recruiter and not a good coach, you better surround yourself with good coaches. If you're a really good coach and not a great recruiter, you better surround yourself with really good recruiters to make up for those deficiencies. And I think right now uh, Marshall's in a nice sweet spot, and it's just getting better. I think Coach Huff has definitely improved as a coach. I don't think you can deny that. I think – a lot of positive changes have happened with the program. You can't deny that. I think you've seen Marshall attack the portal and continue to attack the portal and recruiting and do a better job at that. You can't deny that. I mean, it's a well-oiled machine. At least that's the impression to me. It's a well-oiled machine when it comes to developing relationships, identifying players, trying to find the resources and you've got an administration that really seems to be behind the coach. So Marshall's not dead last when it comes to finances and resources. you still got to, of course, as Coach would say, close the gap. But these are, uh, these are exciting times still. The players are going to be coming in soon. The, the schedule's out, by the way. Spring schedule. Opportunity for the herd to get better. And if you you didn't see it on Twitter earlier, that's where it was released. The Thundering Herd will be in action. These are these again, this is this is spring practice schedules. It's gonna be starting on March twenty seventh, and they're gonna follow the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. On the 22nd of April, that's going to be the spring game. 22nd of April is the spring game. So until then, um, we'll just keep an eye on what's happening with the Thundering Herd. But uh, we get an idea of tomorrow what we can expect from football, at least some of the areas that Marshall's addressed, some of the players that uh, have decided to sign with the Herd. We're going to hear more about them over the next few days. When we continue, we're going to talk basketball. We'll start off with Coach Kemper and his squad. The women on three-game win streak. They're taking on App State. That is coming up on Thursday. 
It's going to be 6 o'clock. So if you're looking for some action and you want to go to a game on Thursday, that's your winner, Marshall App State. And, of course, take your radio with you. Take your radio. You can listen to the men's game right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. But we're going to hear from Coach Kemper, and we're also going to hear from Samantha LaFon. That's all coming up. We'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You know I have more fun when I'm talking to you, so let's make that happen. Here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, January 31st edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Still to come, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's team. Today was his presser. Try to get over there and talk to Coach at least once a week. And, you know, he didn't give me too much business about the Bengals losing. I didn't bring it up in the presser like I did last week. I thought that was a smart move on my part. He didn't bring it up because, well, he's um, he doesn't have to. He knows I know. That's, that's the unfortunate thing. He knew I knew. So I did not have ground to stand on. It was fun, though. Good talking to the coach, and we'll hear that a little bit later on. Uh, one of the things that I like going over once a week is uh, I get to meet some of the uh, the Thundering Herd a little bit more than you usually see them. Um, you, know, you don't get too much time with them uh, post-game. A lot of things are happening. So, you know, for some of these uh, Tuesday pressers, you get to meet some of the, the Thundering Herd that maybe you don't talk about as much. And I got a chance today to um, talk a little bit with sophomore forward Samantha LaFon. Uh, she... Uh, had a pretty good performance. Every week it seems that there's someone who's having a good performance, so that means that there's some depth on this team, and uh, she had a really good attitude about it, you know, high on her teammates. So we had a chance to catch up with her before we talked to Tony Kemper, and I think we need to hear from her first before we hear from Tony Kemper. Uh, I'm just going to give you the interview of basically the media scrum, and I'm just going to give you that today because it's about three minutes of us just talking to Samantha, and I, I think that um, I think that'll work a little bit better today than usually how we just trying to break it down, uh, just so you can hear the questions a little bit better. But uh, here is uh, Samantha Lafon talking about having a standout performance to lead us off. Uh, it feels really good. Um, I'm glad we won. Um, I'm glad we won on Thursday too. Um, Going into the game on Saturday, I wanted to go 2-0. We all wanted to go 2-0. Um, and our team put up a really, really good fight both nights. Um, I'm really happy for Rose. She got her 1,000th point in front of her family. All that stuff it was a really special day. So, What's changed from where you were having troubles finishing games or you're in close losses to now you're excelling? What has changed? Um, I think just us realizing we need to get over that hump earlier. We need to not uh, put ourselves in a hole so early on in the game. Um, and I think that once our team realizes, like, hey, we don't have to wait until the fourth quarter to really get it together. We're a good team, 40 minutes. Um, once we all kind of get that confidence about us, there's, it's really hard to stop us. So. Did that change with Troy, the fight you gave Troy, or that flip really with Southern Miss? Um, I would say we needed a win under our belt to feel it. Um, we had kind of 
had some rough games, uh, had some losses in a row, and I think um, that we're really not into moral victories. We want to win. So uh, I think when we beat Southern Miss, we were like, okay, we can do this. We're good. Um, so, yes, we put up a good fight against Troy, but we want to be on top at the end of the night. I know, Coach, last week talked about how this kind of is like the reset to your season. Now you're at 5-5. Five and five. You take on an absolute team who you kind of start off that first week of conference play. How do you guys keep that mindset of like just one game at a time and kind of now you're in a much different position than you were this time last week? Yeah, I think we need to realize um, that we are good enough, um, but we also need to remember that when we go into the game, like I said before, it's going to take 40 minutes. Um, we can't wait until the fourth quarter. So right now where we are, um, we need to realize that everything matters. Every play matters. Um, every time we go to execute something, we need to do it right. And like Coach Camper says all the time, we just need to stick it. We need to put the ball in the basket. Um, so moving forward, um, you know, we got to be ready when the ball goes up. Who's going to have the next breakthrough performance? Um, I'm not really sure. The one thing about this team is that we are really deep. So any night, one of those girls on the bench or other starting five can have a good night. Um, and I, that's what I love about this team. Um, anytime Coach Kemper calls on someone, they're ready. Um, I see that from the youngest girl on the team to the oldest girl on the team. So I can't tell you who's going to have the next breakthrough performance. Um, and I hope that everybody gets one before the year's over with. You played App State back in December. Your team has changed since. Their team has changed since. What is the biggest key going to Thursday night? I think the biggest key going into Thursday night is remembering all the things that we did well against App State at third place. Um, we had just come off a win, um, and we played them on New Year's Eve. And I remember going into that game, um, we, were, we were happy. We were like, we just got our first Sun Belt win. Um, we were excited, and we felt like um, the man in the arena. So um, I think remembering all the things that we did well against them. Um, defense is our identity, so making sure that we remember that. Defense is the team's identity. That is Samantha LaFon. We were good talking to her earlier today. Uh, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper later on. promise you we'll get to that. It's, uh, it's good that they're getting their legs back underneath them and they're, they're actually able to finish out games and not be in these close games where you think that if only this happened, they would have won that game. They haven't been in really too many situations where you look at them and just say, okay, they were outclassed. So you can't say that about the Marshall team. And they're in action on Thursday against App State, Cam Henderson Center, 6 o'clock tip. And, of course, uh, we've got the men's game as well. So if you want to go to the women's game, you can listen to the men's game by taking your radio. I, I, I know, I say the radio if you've got a pocket radio, everyone should. You should have a pocket radio so you can listen to things. And if you don't have a pocket radio, you can get our app. You can get our app and you can get the dog app, 93.7 The Dog. Now, I recommend always getting the 93.7 The Dog app for the Marshall game itself because the game will always be on 93.7 The Dog. There have been some times where we've had different programming options, and so the Marshall game has to be only on 93.7 The Dog. So if you want to make sure that you've got the right app, get the 93.7 The Dog app. And you can also get our app so you can listen to the show. We do the podcast on the show as well. We've got a new feature called Shout Out that we're going to start using. It gives you an opportunity to send in a shout out. It's sort of like a text, but it's more of your voice, and it's really cool. And we ask you that if you send us a shout-out, make sure that you tell us who you are and where you're shouting out from so I know. And 
we'll start doing more of those. I'm looking forward to that, doing that with you. So you need to get the apps. There are two of them. Again, I recommend getting the 93.7 The Dog app for the Marshall game. That's the best way because you always know it's going to be on 93.7 The Dog. You just you don't have to guess. If you, you didn't know we had football that night, you now don't have to worry about that. So you can get the game on the 93.7 The Dog app. And, of course, if you download the ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 app, uh, you're going to be better connected with me. It's, it's some cool features. You can do a lot of things with it. So uh, check it out. Go to our website if you want to maybe find a quick way to get to our app. It's wrvc.com, and that's going to point you in the right direction. Uh, we've got the links up for both the uh, the Android devices and the uh, iOS devices, the uh, Apple and Google phones, basically, just to, to simplify it for you. So that's, uh, that's my sell on the app this week. And, of course, I always sell the Twitter You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, and you can text the program, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So uh, good to hear from all of you, uh, no matter which platform you use. And uh, we'll get some of your questions in this hour. And again, let me give you that number one more time. I know uh, sometimes you can't remember it or you can't write it down. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to hear from Tony Kemper because Marshall has got a big weekend on Thursday and Saturday. The men and the women, it's another mirror schedule where the women will face off against App State at home at 6. The men will face off against App State, and that is coming up. We go on the air at, believe it or not, on Thursday. We go on the air at 5.30, so tune in a half hour early. Meaning, come when you usually do. Come for the show at 5 o'clock. We'll do pregame at 5.30. 6 o'clock, Steve Cotton. 6.30 tip. All right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. Congratulations to our very own Paul Swan, the 2022 National Sports Media Association West Virginia Sportscaster of the Year. From covering and hosting our Marshall Athletics coverage to keeping you company on your drive home from work every weekday, Paul's voice has become synonymous with the airwaves in Huntington and all across the state of West Virginia. Tune in every weekday from 5 to 6 for The Drive with Paul Swan, as well as three hours before kickoff and one hour before tip-off of every Marshall football and men's basketball game and postgame to hear Paul's award-winning coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics. There's nobody who has a better pulse on the sports scene in West Virginia than Paul Swan. Join us once again in congratulating one of our own on this outstanding and well-deserved accomplishment. The 2022 National Sports Media Association West Virginia Sportscaster of the Year, Paul Swan. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, January 31st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. 
We will take your text, and you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan as well. A couple of items that are, are happening today. Uh, we're getting caught up on what's coming up this week with Marshall basketball, the women in action against App State. We're going to hear from Tony Kemper later on. The men also in action against App State. That's going to be a 6.30 game on the road. We go on the air at 5.30. You can keep it locked right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. Uh, we got some big matchups coming up tonight. Kentucky at Ole Miss. That is going to be on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet and Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So that's coming up tonight, 7.30's airtime, 9 o'clock tip. Playing those late games. I like the 7 o'clock games. I'm not a big fan of the 9 o'clock. Now, if it's a West Coast game or it's a, it's a game in the Central Times, I'm fine with that. But just let's keep it sane here. Let's just keep it sane. Kentucky doesn't need to be playing at 9 o'clock tonight. 7 is fine. 7 is okay. And all of a sudden, they're the greatest thing ever. They're coming back and they're enjoying once again being the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, West Virginia and number 15 TCU, that's also at 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, Ohio's got uh, Eastern Michigan to contend with at 7 tonight. And, of course, um, some good news for Kentucky freshman Kaysen Wallace. He is the SEC Men's Basketball Freshman of the Week. Of course, um, got the win against Vanderbilt, lost to Kansas but still freshman of the week. And then uh, WVU, some good news there. Eric Stevenson, the Big 12 men's basketball newcomer of the week, averaged 23.5 points and wins over Texas Tech and number 15, Auburn. So uh, the Mountaineers are, are – I'm telling you what, they would be a really good ACC team right now. I don't know if that's a – criticism of the ACC or that's just a compliment on the quality of the Big 12 but I think they would be a solid ACC team you've seen that haven't you you've seen that come out how they would be a better ACC team and of course uh, yesterday also uh, sticking with the ACC for just a minute you know the ACC got some scheduling direction here the whole Let's not go and play these group of five teams uh, on the road. Let's not do that. We're the mighty ACC. Let's, uh, let's schedule better here, right? Let's make that happen. Can't, go, can't be going out there and um, you can't be doing that. Because let's, let's be honest, ACC, when you think of football right now, who runs, who runs everything? First of all, it's probably the SEC, probably the Big Ten, right? The Big 12's making a case for itself, right? You think of the Pac-12, not really. They're in the conversation, but not really. Do you think of... The ACC. And honestly, not really. I mean, I haven't forgot about them, but at the same time, it's one of those situations where they've got to really get better. 
perception-wise. And so you got this guidance that comes out. What are you trying to do with this guidance? So the ACC doesn't suggest scheduling non-Power 5 road games. Just don't do it. Because the ACC played 10 road games at non-Power 5 opponents. And there were three losses. Now, this isn't going to adjust right away, but the schedules come out. The guidance comes out. We get the guidance. Don't do this. Don't schedule non-conference road games at group of five places. And instead, the ACC has asked schools to schedule most, if not all, of their future non-conference road games at either Power 5 teams or Army. So you can do that. You can schedule you can schedule on the road at Army, or you go to a fellow Power 5 school. So how's that going to work? How's that going to work? Because what could happen here, it's not going to, but what could happen? What if group of five schools said, okay, it's going to cost you. What if that happened? It's going to cost you. You're going to make that scheduling change. That's fine. You're not going to come here anymore. It's going to cost you to get us. And if every single administration would hold firm, I think you see some better prices out there. Like, you want to buy a home game? Okay, it's going to cost you here. So that's the guidance that comes out. So what happens? We get the uh, ACC football schedule, and Marshall is going to play host, of course, to Virginia Tech. So the guidance doesn't impact what's happening now. But would that happen in the future with this ACC guidance? Probably not. Probably not, because here is part of the problem. You want to create, it's part of its television. Let's just be honest with ourselves. It's part of its television. And it's guidance. It's not an edict. It's not an order. It's not a demand. It's guidance. Basically, they're suggesting that, hey, when you schedule these non-conference road games, yeah, let's not... Let's not go overboard with the non-Power 5 schools. And so what do you do? Do you you take a, a Power 5 road game? Do you play all Power 5? If you're the ACC, are you playing two SEC schools on the road and maybe one Big 12? Are you playing SEC, Big 12, Big 10? You don't have an easy one there on the road, so you're taking some tough games here. Or are you going to load up? You're going to load your home schedule up with with cupcakes, schools that will agree to play you. And how do you get those schools in? Well, if you do one and done, so you're going to have to spend some more money. That's what's going to happen here. You're going to have to spend a lot of more money to get some of those home games here. I don't know if that necessarily is the right way to go about it. You got to consider travel. I mean, is is Duke going to be able to? Is Duke going to be able to say, "Look, look, we're Duke. We're not coming to Marshall. 
Can Duke do that? If Marshall and Duke ever played football here in the near future, could could Marshall and Duke come to an arrangement where Duke is buying Marshall? Now, if this is basketball, completely different situation. But for football, I, I don't see a school like Duke in the ACC being able to necessarily muscle its way. You need games, right? Okay, well, we want a return game. But we're in the ACC. Yeah, but you're Duke. See where I'm coming from here? And, again, that's not just a pick on Duke, but still. You know, it's one thing if it's Clemson. If Clemson is saying, look, we're going to buy a game. You want to play us? Okay, this is what you're going to get. We're not doing a return visit here. But you're going to lose games. There are going to be games because some of these schools are going to take this guidance to heart and you're going to see games lost. What's that do for, I mean, so you're not going to see maybe in the future ACC teams maybe taking that risk to go into, say, Sunbelt Country, that MAC school. Maybe you play that rare MAC game if you're in the ACC. I'm interested to see how much this guide really comes to fruition, how much this – I think we've already seen some of that here with uh, with some cancellations here. Because you've got schools like North Carolina. North Carolina is not – North Carolina is going to go play Charlotte. That hasn't been called off. They're playing UConn in, in 2027. That hasn't been called off. And at the same time, these games are going to cost. You you want to go with this philosophy, okay, that's going to cost you some money. And, if again, if you're Duke, if you're Duke, can you, can you roll other schools like this? You can't. You don't have that Duke football money. You got that Duke basketball money, but you don't have that Duke football money. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Text line is open. We'll get your comments. Tony Kemper on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Basketball action coming up this week with Appalachian State on the men's and women's side. The men will get it away at 6.30 on Thursday. We'll have it for you beginning at 5.30 on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. The Marshall women at home tip it off at 6 o'clock and a chance earlier in the day to speak with the head coach, Tony Kemper. Graciously did not give me the business about the Cincinnati Bengals as he is a well-known Chiefs fan. He's a well-known Chiefs fan. So we focus more on what's coming up this week. And the schedule for the Thundering Herd starts with Appalachian State. And again, the Herd's at home on Thursday. And then once again on Saturday, the Thundering Herd will take on Georgia State. That's going to be a new foe for Marshall. So App State on Thursday, Georgia State on Saturday. We start off with the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, 
Tony Kemper setting the stage. I mean, obviously we're coming off of uh, an important week for us last week uh, with with the two the two road wins. Um, had, we definitely battled through some ups and downs, which in in this sport you do that. And I thought we uh, you know overcame a kind of a lackluster first half against uh, Louisiana Monroe um, to really play pretty well in the second half and made some plays down the stretch to win. And then um, I felt like our, our Arkansas State performance was probably one of the better ones for 40 minutes that we put together. I mean, it was a road game that uh, we started well, uh, started uh, offensively in a really good place, and then you know, I thought we played pretty well in the fourth quarter too. And, and you know, also not that we were up comfortably at all throughout the game, but it, it, we controlled it. I think we led pretty much throughout, um, even in those – you know, the second, third quarter. So um, that was a good performance and, and needed for uh, many reasons. But I, I think, you know, listening to Samantha talk, uh, I do think she's right about Southern Miss. We needed something to, to go well for us to, I think, just get back to instilling a little confidence that, um, you know, that we can do we can do good things. And so that, that was a key moment, and obviously we carried it through um, finding ways to win on the road. So looking ahead to this week, uh, you know, as is very typical of any league in the country this time of year, if you look at the standings, uh, it's three teams that are, I guess, within one game of each other. So I know that Appalachia State, I know that Georgia State, I know that Marshall, I think, are all thinking the same thing about this week, which is we need to, uh, we need to perform well to hopefully make moves um, into uh, – you know, I guess ahead of the group that we're in. And so I think we're all on the same page probably as teams, and it comes down to who does it the best uh, when that ball goes up on Thursday and Saturday. So I'm excited about the two games. Um, you know, obviously we have some history with Appalachian State. Uh, to my knowledge, we don't have much history with Georgia State. I've been here for a while, and we have yet to play them. So that one will be a new one. I think they had a really good weekend last weekend as a team. Uh, speaking of Georgia State, and so be new challenges, and I think one that our team is ready for. What do you need to do this week to make sure you keep this road success happening at home? I, I, they they need to understand, have an understanding of who we are, which is we we cannot show up out there, roll the ball out, and, and expect talent to get us get us through there. Uh, as I tell them a lot, we have we have enough, but it's about the collective for us. Um, you know, I think Sam's right on our identity. We need to play good defense. I mean, that's that's got to be part of it. We we don't need to try to outscore people. Um, I guess that's maybe coach speak a little bit. We always try to outscore people, but you know, when we when we kind of have that focus as a team, um, we have more success. Um, doesn't guarantee success, but we have more success. So I think it starts there. Um, it just starts with an overall mentality that we need to be tougher to be in the Henderson Center. And, I thought we took a good step to that against Southern Miss. Is there, any, is there anything that uh, App State does uh, that you've seen since that concerns you? Uh, and, you know, same thing with Georgia State, just looking at them, trying to figure out what you need to do to, to combat them this week? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. App State is probably one of – they, to my knowledge, they're the one, one of the most guard-heavy lineups in the league. So we've played against a lot. If you've been watching games here, there's a lot of post-play. Um, in, in size of this league, App does it a little bit different. They played a lot of the game down there against us with five guards, so you have to combat that. Um, 
And then Georgia State, you know, to be honest, I kind of take this stuff one at, one at a time. I know what their results are, um, and I know we've got staff members working on that that they're going to tell me. Um, I usually start getting reports about Thursday morning when we're completely done with that. Um, this is kind of what we're looking at to prep. But I, I do know they had a nice weekend last weekend, and, and some of the wins they got were important. So um, there's, to me, when I watch our league, I, there's a lot of really capable teams. And, so you got to be ready every night. I know this weekend is is that for sure. All right, Coach, you're going to the final home stretch of the season, a conference game that you get to the tournament. What is your team's message through this next month and into the Sun Belt? Well, I hope it's just, you know, we need let's play, let's try to play one game series well, you know. And uh, so I think much to my answer on the last, last question, we are working ahead, but I'm kind of focused on Appalachian State. That's where our players need to be focused on. And, yeah, it, you know, with with the way that our league schedule is, you do kind of look at things on, you kind of have weekends, right? We have a home weekend this weekend, so they kind of go together. But um, I think our focus, if we can make it about playing well on Thursday and start from there. And then if you can do that, I guess we have eight, eight times left. Um, you know, I think we can make another push, uh, which this last little three-game winning streak was important. You know, we kind of got ourselves off the mat. Um, and now we're, I think, back in in a place that we like more, <laughs> and we're trying to we're trying to move again, I guess. And I think our team understands that, but hopefully they are hungry about what gets them there. Coach, you played App State back in December. Both teams have obviously changed since. What is the message this time around? Because you said all three teams, all three teams you played this week, Georgia State and App State, and you guys all in one group together in the standings. Do you really emphasize that this week could be huge? Yeah, I mean, you definitely talk about it. You try to, and, and I think our team is, they're good on their own as far as educating on, you know, when we're driving back on the way back home from Arkansas State, I mean, people know who's winning and who's, you know, who won the games this weekend and what that means for everybody. So there's knowledge of that from them, but we, you know, we certainly talked about it last weekend that we, we thought it was an important weekend to, uh, to try to have a good come road. And I think you start to present that again this week, but, um, you know, you take things from the last Appalachian State game, and, but they're going to do the same thing. I mean, they're going to look at what they did well and try to do that more. <laughs> they're going to look at the things that didn't go well and try to do that less. And so you got two teams that have now some experience this year. Uh, you can't change a lot. I don't know, that's four weeks ago. I mean, sure, we changed, but you can't change a lot. And so um, I'm sure that they still key on, on certain things that they're trying to get done, and, and we're the same way. So I think it'll be two teams that – I thought down there both teams really played hard. Uh, they had a really good first half. We had a really good second. Um, I'm sure both both coaches would like to eliminate some of the runs and be a little steadier. Um, but it's, it should be a good good game. Is there a fear that you you look at that last game and you fall back on it a little too much instead of just going out and playing this game? Uh, not not really. I mean. You can, I guess you can give yourself anxiety about a whole bunch of scenarios that might play out. But, um, you know, I, I think most coaches look at these things as, I mean, it's it, this is a one game. This is a new game, different game. Sure, you learn things from what happened last time. But um, there's so many things. Our sport's just so volatile, I guess you would say, that you just don't know. I mean, when your first four shots go in, sometimes it completely changes the way that you play. So, um you you try to learn things from it, but it's this will be a new one, new and different experience. 
coach, what is your message to about school board watching? You kind of mentioned they're kind of looking around. Like, do you try to do you kind of emphasize that bit, or how do you try to control that? Like, they're still young with regards like athlete experience because some coaches are against school board watching. You kind of how do you kind of mess up your players a little bit? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's scoreboard watching. I think it's you, you got to educate yourself about your competition, right? I mean, you, I just the NFL guys know who who's winning and losing in their division and things like that. And and uh, I, I also think you just look at like scores and things and you try to learn. I mean, this is new for us, right? So we uh, we don't know much about Louisiana, you know. So at, we're learning things about them too. So I think there's curiosity there um, that when you're in a league for a long time and you have players that have played those same teams, everybody kind of has thoughts about who, what they think, right? And we just don't have those now. So I, I, I want them educated. I want them to watch basketball all they want. You know, it just helps them learn, learn the game and stuff like that. So I think, I don't know that it's scoreboard watching. It's just educating yourself about the things that are going on in the league. You know, oh, wow, they had a, that, that's a big win. You know, that's, a, that's one that maybe the computers didn't think was going to happen and those kind of things. So. It's more like that than anything. Tony Kemper from earlier today. Thundering Herd in action at home on Thursday, 6 o'clock against App State. Teams on a three-game win streak. Hopefully the Herd can continue that at home. And they've been pretty successful on the road. They've had two road sweeps. So now let's see if they can get a home sweep. And again, that's 6 o'clock on Thursday at the Cam Henderson Center. And if you're going to that match, don't forget Take us with you. You can take your radio. That's my favorite way of doing it, the old-fashioned way. Or you can, of course, get the app. Two ways to do that. You can download the app from WRBC.com. That's ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 app. Or, as I always tell you, make sure you have the backup just in case because sometimes the game is only on 93.7 The Dog, and you can download that app as well from the App Store. 93.7 93.7 The Dog. You can listen to the Marshall game. You can listen to our pregame coverage. That's going to be 5.30. We go on the air at 5 o'clock with the drive on Thursday. 5.30 for the pregame. 6 o'clock airtime for Steve Cotton. 6.30 tip. Postgame after the game. All right here. ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. And it's a busy week for the Thundering Herd. As tomorrow's National Signing Day. We'll hear from Coach Up tomorrow. Get his comments. So, it's going to be in press conference form again, so we'll do that again with you tomorrow. We'll be able to take some of your text comments, but we're going to bring that to you tomorrow as soon as it wraps up at Marshall. I'll go on the air from Marshall, same time. So I think the press is going to wrap up right before 5, so we'll go on the air at 5.06. We'll try to get that turned around to you as soon as possible so you can hear it on your way home. And, of course, the Thundering Herd looking to improve its standings in the Sun Belt. And we'll hope that the incoming players are going to be able to help Marshall do that. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I do appreciate it. Be back with you tomorrow. And don't forget, you can find me on, really, your favorite social media platform. Start at Twitter, at Paul Swan. And there, I've got a link in my bio that'll take you to all the social media platforms that I'm hanging out on at this moment. Always adding new stuff, trying to find the latest and greatest platform, and you can join me as well. Thanks for doing thanks for tuning in here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.